Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Valdanza Dutacchio. And this is Giuliano Caleri. And it is Sunday, November the 28th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today from Serie A. A lot of upsets. Tables turning a little bit. It is turning. Teams are dropping. Yeah. So a crazy match day to recap for you. Um, also, uh, Champions League match day five is in the books. Yes, it's in the books. We got intercontinental playoffs for John for the World Cup yeah. qualifiers. Yeah, which we'll probably start with. Yeah. Um, and, and and the World Cup qualifier for the UEFA division was drawn as well. So we know where Italy now stands in that playoff path. <laughs> which is a nightmare. Which is a nightmare. So we'll let's start with that. Let's jump right in. So let's start with uh, the let's start with the, let's start with the good the good point the intercontinental playoff draw for Concacaf. We didn't know where fourth place in Concacaf would lie. Where we're going to play fifth in Comebol? Where we're going to play the wild card in uh, in the AFC division Asia? Or where we're going to play the Oceania representative? Fortunately for Concacaf, we have we got the best draw we could. So uh, so fourth place in Concacaf. Uh, World Cup qualifying will play the uh, winner of the Oceania division, which we can assume will be New Zealand. Yeah. Always is. Um, it was always Australia until Australia moved to Asia. So mm-hmm. um, New Zealand is miles ahead. Quality-wise, Giuliano, uh, top four in CONCAF should have... They should. I mean, New Zealand's pulled off upsets, as we all know, in the past. Yeah. Italy 2010. <laughs> but... Yeah, if you're gonna get a draw, this would be the one. You you don't want to play Asia. You definitely don't want to play South America. Yeah. So. So this is your most yeah. likely, you know, win, so most winnable opponent. If you're Canada, you feel pretty good. Top four is almost a lock at this point in time in Concacaf. You want to you want to get that automatic top three berth, um, but you can also rest assured now that if you do fall into fourth place, you know who you're playing. Yeah. So so very good for Canada. Very good for Canada. Very good for North America. I yeah. think it's safe to say. I'm pretty confident saying there will be four North American I think so. uh, teams in the World Cup. I agree. But let's talk about the big one. Someone where the draw is not so good. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the European draw with this new format, I'm not too happy about it. Uh, we predicted the wor- we thought the worst and the worst has come true. Uh, so let's let, let's talk about this here. Let's talk about path A. So path A: Scotland and Ukraine, Wales and Austria. Uh, so Scotland is playing the Ukraine in the first uh, in the semifinal there for path A. Wales playing Austria, and then the two winners will play each other yeah. for a World Cup spot. Yep. Um, the next path. Russia and Poland, huge rivalry there. <laughs> Big rivalry, yeah. Um, and Sweden and the Czech Republic, all in path B. So all, yeah, all teams that have made the Euro, pretty much. One too. of those four teams, yeah. yeah. Well, when you when you expand the twenty four teams in the yeah, Euro, yeah, that's, that's true. Happens, that, yes, right? of, course, of course. And then the worst possible path. Ugh. The Azzurri have drawn North Macedonia in the first semifinal for path C, and Portugal is playing Turkey. And the worst part about it is they already drew the home seed for the final in these paths. Yeah, which I, I was under the impression that wasn't going to happen until after. Yeah. But but it, FIFA decides yeah. to draw it. So the winner of Portugal-Turkey will be hosting 
the winner of Italy, North Macedonia. Yeah. And it kind of got forced this way too because Ukraine and Russia are going to get drawn together. So this kind of yeah. made the matchup for Portugal, Italy in the this same is, path higher. This is a disaster. This is a nightmare. This is a disaster for both Portugal and Italy, two teams that should be going to the World Cup in Qatar. Um, but at the same time, these are two teams that should have booked automatic berths. And in my yeah. opinion, these two teams have nobody to blame but themselves. No, they don't. Serbia, respectively, being Portugal in their group and Switzerland beating us in our group. And yeah, now they got to go the hard way. Now it's not that it's guaranteed, but it's going to be either Italy or Ronaldo, most likely not at the at the World Cup, one or the yeah. other. Um, I shouldn't just say Ronaldo's Portugal, but yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be mental. Yeah, again, one of these big nations is going to miss out, possibly both. Yeah, possibly. But to both. think Italy now can miss out on back-to-back World Cups is—it's disgraceful. It's ridiculous. It's and disgraceful. If you ask me personally, I think it's going to happen. I think Italy will miss out. I don't want to believe it. I don't. I don't want to believe it. Um, if there's anyone to end Ronaldo's tenure on Portugal, it, nothing would feel better than Italy <laughs> doing it. The, the Italy-Portugal rivalry is massive. I think it's bigger than Italy and England. Uh, um, or yeah, Italy it, and it, France. It's big. Italy and Portugal. Well, let's just say the English are happy Italy potentially could get knocked out of the World Cup before yeah. Yeah. they possibly this meet is, each other. But see, the, see this kind of game, this kind of matchup, Giuliano, this Italy-Portugal potential matchup, I'm going to assume it's what it's going to be. This is potentially like a quarterfinal or a semifinal in a in any World Cup final. It is. But now it's a spot for the World Cup at Qatar 2022. And that, Italy are a disaster. But that's what it's come to. Italy Italy's no longer a superpower. It doesn't matter if they won the Euro or not. Yeah. They're no longer a superpower. They they won that Euro because there was no expectation for them to win the Euro. Yeah. They they came in as underdogs. They were no longer favorites heading into tournaments. Yeah. The second they go win they're known as the favorites and the pressure's piled on these players and they all buckled. Uh, at the same time. They buckled in their qualifying group. I think that's what it is. And I think that pressure is going to get to them again when the playoffs play out. And I think they're going to get eliminated. I really do. And honestly, I don't even think Portugal is going to come through either. I'm actually going to pick because of the pressure situation. For me personally, I think Turkey's actually going to surprise yeah. both. I and think they're going to make up for that nonsense in the Euro that they had. I think, I think so. I think... And then the fact that Turkey is a home a home game, I think Turkey is a very hostile environment to go into. Yeah, you don't want to. I go think there. I think I wouldn't. I more so don't want to play Turkey. Tur- yeah, in Turkey. Tur- Turkey. I'm. You know they're gonna come out. They're gonna come out, not scared. Like I said, no pressure. None. They failed at the Euro. So yeah, it was abysmal for them, and people had them. Yeah, there's no expectation now. There's no expectation. The expectations on Italy and Portugal to come through and play each other. Yeah. If Turkey can play free, yeah, they're they're gonna be the better for it because we know headed into the Euro, Turkey was one of the favorites to make a run yeah. into the I semis. I think I had them in the semis. You did. A lot of people did have them going far. We yeah. can't forget that they were one of the favorites to yeah, go they far just in the tournament. Fell apart, and the pressure got to them probably. But now there's no new pressure. manager, and they're gonna be free, and that's a team I'd be extremely worried about, yeah. big time. And we all know about the problems up top for Roberto Mancini. I think Roberto Mancini and his and his stubbornness in sticking with these guys that won the Euro is what ultimately put Italy in this situation because these are not the best Italian players no, going forward. Not. And we're hearing all these rumblings and the like. There was a report that came out on Football Italia, which I think is absolutely absurd. Is that 
the FIGC, so Gravina confirmed that the FIGC is trying to fast track uh, eligibility of three Brazilians to be called up for the national team in the playoffs in March. And they are Joao Pedro, Rodri Banez from Roma, and Luis Felipe. Yeah, Ramos from Lazio. I think it's ridiculous. You don't need these three players. You don't. The talent, the talent, the is, talent there. is clearly yeah there. We've we've been calling for Skamaka to get a, a run in this team since the beginning of the year, and yeah. look, he's paying dividends now, uh, especially his performance today against Milan. Yeah, you know, it's not because he scores a wonder goal and no that c- that he deserves to be there. He deserves to be there because he's different. He's different. He's bigger. He has a touch. He has a nose for goal. Yeah. He does everything. Well, he's we a playmaker. Were, we too. were looking at the top fifteen or top twenty goal scorers in Serie A not too long ago, a couple minutes ago. The the number two, Andrea Bellotti, he's not even there. Yeah, Bellotti. he's not even there. Why is he there? And no. now he has the hamstring injury. I swear, if Bellotti gets called, I've lost faith with Manchini. I have. I have. There there are there are plenty of Italians out there that have that are doing really well, that are really high up in the charts. Uh, Joao Pedro's got eight goals, fine, but he's playing on the bottom quality where something's got to give. Um, I mean, for me, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast. If you bring him in as a sub, good. No. But the, he shouldn't be starting. No. And this is the question. He shouldn't be on this team, period. No. Period. But th- this is a question, Mancini. Is he going to experiment now with playoffs? Or is he going to stick with the tried and tested formula that won the Euro? This is the problem he's now put himself in by sticking yeah. with names. Once again, I'm going to get on this guy's tail. Donnarumma, Sanetien made a hash of the first goal yeah. and his his entire team looked at him like Donnarumma are you serious he prayed the ball for anyone that didn't see it the problem is who else, who else are you going to put in net now you could put Buffon in net you said he saved three penalties Buffon yeah, this Buffon saved I wouldn't put Buffon in net but, but Don, like this just we've talked about this so many times the names the loyalty to the name on the back of the shirt you don't play for the name on the back shirt you play for that crest on your chest yeah and you have to call up the best players i mean there are players that warn Mattia destro's got six goals this season pinamonti pinamonti's got five federico borazzoli yes he plays on Sarantana. he's got three goals scamacca's yeah. got four goals these are guys that are all miles ahead of andrea balotti it is and, and no offense to guys like chiesa for all the talent he has yeah but why is he a guaranteed starter now yeah. he's he's he is yeah he's not a goal scorer for no. one and he's so not. why why is he guaranteed to start on it makes no sense. He's he's not a goal scorer. He's not a playmaker. We know what he's always going to do. He's going to round around, give the energy. Yeah. Go one-on-one with guys. But it's not effective. He does not score the goals no. to warrant starting all the time. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And uh, Mancini's created this mess. Mancini's created this mess. Here's my. Pr- this is what I predict is going to happen. Your first game against North Macedonia, that's the best possible situation of the worst case scenario. Yeah, they're the weakest so team. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna experiment, that's a team to experiment against. But if you want to give your my prediction, he's gonna go with he's gonna he's have no choice, and he's gonna go with that trident that he's been running with for the past two years. It's gonna be Cheeto. It's gonna be those guys um, because North Macedonia. Maybe that gives them the confidence. If they can smash Macedonia and Italy and then go into Portugal or Turkey with that confidence, that might carry them into the World Cup. I hope to God. Yeah, I'm uh I'm predicting that Italy's gonna I think Italy's gonna make it through. Anyway. Let's move on. Uh, Champions League, European results. Talk about it, Jules. So we had some exciting results. I mean so we'll we'll talk about the other games as well a little bit. But Manchester United, Villarreal, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer fired. 
by our man Ranieri, ending him, ending his career at Manchester. Michael Carrick comes in. Yeah. Man U ends up winning 2 0. Then uh, in that same group, Atalanta went head to head with Villarreal. And, and, they, and they shit the boys. bed. They tied young boys. They tied the young boys. That, this, but now that sets up the game. They're playing Villarreal in the last game. But this was their chance to. I know. I, I only mentioned that Villarreal game because Man U goes and wins, and then Atalanta has yeah. the chance to. To take advantage and they go crap the bed. Typical yeah, Gasparini style here. Because if Atalanta wins that game, then Villarreal has got to take it to Atalanta yeah. for the fi- for that final game. But now Atalanta's got to go to at Villarreal because Atalanta's got to beat Villarreal to hop into second place. I don't understand. Yeah, Atalanta, you you hit the nail on the head when you said that Gasparini doesn't know how to close out a game. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. This was a huge missed opportunity for Atalanta. Very disappointing result for them. Uh, but they're not out of it yet. Uh, AC Milan pulling off a yes, massive win. I'd say a massive surprise victory over Atletico Madrid. So they're still not technically out of it yet. Not technical. It's still a long shot, though, because now they play Liverpool in the last game. Yeah. Atletico Madrid plays Porto. So they're going to need a, a result in that game. And then they're going to have to beat Liverpool essentially to get through. So it's going to be tough. I mean, Liverpool could play a B team. We don't know. Yeah. But Milan too, they're in a bit of a, a bit of a regression here, a bit of a dip. Yeah. So the dip has come. The dip has come. We'll see how they react in the other game. Inter conquering their demons. Inter finally be Shakhtar Donetsk since their semifinal uh, victory over them in, in the two-legged semifinal. Now they finally score. Inter are starting to really come together now. Yes, and they're, they're not going to be. That's a team that nobody's going to want to play. In the no. knockouts. And they've clinched at a birth in the knockouts now. Yeah, now they just got to play Real Madrid for first place, which for me is huge because you look at some of the teams that are, sure. are there. Well, right? It doesn't matter. Where, I don't think it matters where Inter falls. It it could. It could. Nobody's going to want to play them. Nobody. No, no, not even. If they fall in the second seed, they're, they're, nobody's going to Yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be a tricky team to yeah, beat. They are. They're going to be the one carrying the Italian flag because then the next team here, <laughs> the team that apparently was carrying the Italian flag for the last few years. Which Nine years? Ten years? Yeah, apparently. But They look like garbage. They got humiliated by Chelsea. Just and rightly so. Just embarrassed. Rightly That's so. That's the way the first game should have went to. Yep. Uh, Juve, a bit of a mass continuing it this weekend. Um, everyone calling for Allegri out. No. Shambles. No, no drive. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because of the contract you gave this guy. So... You're stuck with him. They are stuck with him. It was just, it was pathetic, the, the performance from the players too. No one showed yeah. any urgency in this game. None. It's just, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I mean, Mateus Delict, this guy was brought in $80 million, what he's turned into. But that's because he doesn't play, Jules. He's not a, he's not a regular starter. I know. The guy's constantly behind Bonucci and Chiellini. For what reason? I know. But then Bonucci in this game too, he was a mess. The legendary Bonucci. Yeah. And he was a mess in this game, not helping. Uh, nope. You know, I know it's a team game. It can't solely fall on him, but he was one of the worst players on the pitch. Next to Alexandro, I think, was the worst on the pitch, but not good anyway from Juve. They got humiliated. Nope. Uh, and Jorginho actually played amazing. I'd say best player next to James Reese there. Yeah. Or Reese James, who scored the terrific uh, half volley. But that's a Champions League anyway. Disappointing for the Italian teams, yeah. I think, minus the Milanese minus. teams. And then we head into uh, Europa, League. Europa League. Napoli continuing the disappointing trend, choking. Um, unbelievable. Against Moscow. Yeah. that's Moscow beat them twice. Yep. 
twice P- they, they have their number. Uh, pathetic. Napoli continuing this trend of conceding lots of goals in Europa League. It's like, does this team want to be in Europa League or do they not want to be in Europa League? They've already clinched top three. I th- no, I don't think so because I think if Legia does something, they can miss out completely. So yeah, they they have a chance of being eliminated. I I don't I don't understand Napoli. They no. you look at the lineup. It's a team that wants to win. Yeah, this isn't a no. This isn't a soft you know starting eleven. Yeah. And then we go to Lazio, who... Jekyll showed up for this one. <laughs> Jekyll showed up. For, Hyde showed up today. They go win. Jekyll showed up for this one. They go beat Ralph Ranjek's locomotive Moscow. Yeah. Uh, 3-0, who's now linked. Who's now, sorry, not linked, but with Manchester United. Uh, they go beat them 3-0. Lazio, so good victory for them. They're pretty much... Yeah, well, they're, they're, they have clinched the next they're round. They're clinched into the next round. Surprisingly. Yep. Then in the Europa Conference League, Roma. Nice, comfortable win. Comfortable Tammy Abraham, win. two goals. BC Klett on the yeah nice on the second nice one nice one too so Tammy started to get confident not good performance for Tammy that's a lot for me good. to say and it carries into it carries into this weekend it does and we'll talk about that but uh, I'll just say real quickly it, he makes it makes a huge Tammy Abraham is way more effective when he has a partner up top with him Mourinho's figured that out so but yeah we we saw it a long time ago but yeah. I guess Mourinho who, who makes the millions took a while for him to see it I don't but know But he got it. He got it. Someone write us the check. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I need to take over. <laughs> hey, so I should call my cousin up at Salernitana. Oh, you want Colotuano out? <laughs> bringing us bringing us in and uh and maybe we can get you guys to safety. Yeah, just pay us in I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's basically Europe, but let's move into uh, match day 14 for uh, for Serie A. And speaking of which, we start off with Cagliari Salernitana. Yes, Cagliari. They blew it. They blew it they at blew the it. end. They should have won this game, and they blew it. Bonazzoli with a last gasp effort. Cranio should have saved it. It went yeah, pretty much right underneath his left hand. I mean, they had two shots in at the whole game. Yeah. They did nothing, Salernitana, and they sneak out. With a draw. A draw. Cagliari throwing away huge two points here to stay afloat in City A. Yeah. Against their relegation rivals. I don't know what to say. I, this is typical of a relegation team. Can't close out a game, concede a cheap goal like that at the end. It's Yeah. It's just I don't know. Alessio Cranio, that's that's that was on him. That was Big terrible. Time. Big time. Next, match. next game. This was a huge surprise. Sampdoria, three to one victors over Hellas Verona. Yeah, I'd say this is one of many upsets here. Yeah. Sampdoria. But Sampdoria, they I think they played a fantastic game. Antonio Candreva chipping. Again, Candreva. Give this guy Another a call. Goal. Give this guy a call. Alban Ekdal, Berzinski played. How many fantastic. goals is that now? Six for Candreva? Six. He's got six. The pass from if anyone saw the pass from Caputo on the Candreva goal, yeah. holy off the chest. Yeah. That's one of the nicest passes I've seen all Chicho season. Chicho Caputo's got three goals and three assists with Sampdoria. He's That's been, not bad. He's been excellent. That's not bad. Even playing with old man Qualiarella up top. So, yeah, Daversa's job is safe for now. And they, yeah, they, they kind of separate themselves from the the relegation pack there with that big win. Oh, yeah. And it, it was coming for Tudor. I mean, he's been excellent all season. I think this is his maybe second loss. Second loss. His run. Since but he's taken over. So it's still been impressive. It's been very impressive, but uh, let's speak. Let's talk about another upset: Empoli. Yes, yeah, two to one over Fiorentina. Fiorentina, I cannot. These guys cannot string two games together. Yeah, talk about smash and grab. I mean, Empoli didn't. 
score into the 87th and 89th minute. Yeah. Out of nowhere, they snatch victory. Andrea Pinamonti, now five goals, scored the game winner here. Yeah, a guy that needs to be considered now. Dusan Vlahovic continuing his goal-scoring streak. And I he mean, broke a record. I think he's scored the most goals in a calendar year for Fiorentina yeah. in history, yeah. in the club wow. history, I think. It's at 27 or something like that. But uh, you got to give credit to Empoli. Empoli's sitting in the mid-table right now. They are. They are. I mean, this result, it's it's tough because Fiorentina played good. They created a lot of chances. They played the game in, in Empoli's end. They, they did. But they, there's they, one person I want to talk about here that was a big difference in this game. And I think he is a big reason why Empoli wins 2-1. to one, And that's Guglielmo Vicario. He was... Lights out in between the mm. sticks in this game against Fiorentina. It could have been Fiorentina should have walked away with this yeah, game. Yeah, they, they should, and they did it. That man commanded his 18-yard box, stepped up, made the big saves that he had to make, and his team takes care of him and collects the three points. I think the three points should fall on Guglielmo Vicario here. To me, the man of the match, hands down. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. Because Fiorentina, you look at the stats, they did miss four big chances. It was in their hands, but they ran into a hot goalkeeper, couldn't score the goals when they needed to, and then they fall asleep at the end. I mean, yeah, this is a team, if you're going to make Champions League, these are victories you have to get. And it's Itali- Vincenzo Italiano has to get this sorted because it's a, this is a tough three points to lose to your rivals too. Yeah. Uh, your city big rivals. rivals so. This is a derby. Yeah. But not good for Fiorentina. Excellent for Ampoli. Yeah. Now... On to the big one. Atalanta, one nothing victors. Ladea over the Is this even an upset? I don't know if this is a scene as we'll an say, upset. We'll say historically this is an upset. Yeah. Uh, Juve at home. Continue looking terrible. Continue. Conceding their fifth goal this week. Uh, four against Chelsea, one here. Atalanta, I think, beating them comfortably. Juve didn't even do anything. Chiesa comes out of this game injured with a hamstring injury. Yeah. Uh, Juve two shots on target. I mean, Atalanta only had one. It's weird. It's it's weird because they played they played okay, but it's the goals aren't coming. No. Marata was subbed off at the end, got booed off, so he's he got the blame. Yeah, that attack up top is terrible. What do you think it is? What's what's the problems here with this Juve team? How do you fix them? How what do would you, you fix do here? Yeah. You gotta invest in your you gotta invest in your strikers up top. Alvaro Morata is clearly not doing it. He can't do it for Spain. He can't do it for Juve. But Juve didn't even create anything. It doesn't matter. And Paulo Dybala, another guy, can't do anything in the big games. Can't do anything in the big games. Federico Chiesa playing on the left side, playing way out of position. I think he came off hurt. Yeah, he pulled a hamstring. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Weston McKenney playing on the right wing. It's the, it's just... it's. We- Again, we go back to an Allegri 4-4-2, and it doesn't work. This this is an archaic. It's old. It doesn't work. This is an old style of football. It's been figured out. Move on. The weird Make thing, the adjustment. Yeah, the weird thing is if you look at Allegri's coaching stats throughout the years, he's actually on par with what he's done in the past. If you take away that five-year run with so Juve. So basically what you're saying then is City has just gotten better. It has. He, well, it has. He's getting the that. same. He's getting the same point total that he got the year he won the Scudetto with Milan. Actually, one point eight points oh, a game, roughly. And when he was asked to swallow, one point eight points a game. He's averaging the same amount of points per game, almost. Yeah. There's just that one blip in his career with Juve, the, the the four or five years, whatever it was, where he was averaging over almost three points a game. But yeah. now he's back to where he's been. So it's a question of is this really as good as it gets with Allegri? When the league is competitive, when you have more than one competitor, 
uh, in the league. Maybe this is all that he's capable of because he's he's gone Maybe. back to his average point stats, which yeah. isn't bad. It's not terrible. Yeah, but it's not championship worthy depending no. on, depending on how the league is that year. No. Also, other big news off the field: Juve being investigated along with Roma Napoli. Yeah, I think uh, I may be wrong in saying is Fiorentina in this. No, Lazio, Lazio, Lazio. So not Fiorentina, but forty. I think it may be forty-one teams in total being investigated for transfers. Uh, but Juve confirmed it today. Andrea Agnelli is being investigated as well. Paratici, Nadved, and Stefano Cerato as well as being investigated. So, a lot of the upper management in Juve being investigated Are you for. Surprised by this? Uh, no. <laughs> well, there you go. But anyway, that's that's the big story in Italy right now. Being investigated yeah. for faulty transfers. Essentially, what the official said, Juventus confirmed they're under investigation, making false communications to investors and issuing invoices of non-existent transactions. So that's what they're being investigated yeah. for. So some fishy stuff going on in the transfer market. Yeah. No surprise there. It's Juve. <laughs> it's Juve. But the one thing I want to say quickly on this, if you haven't seen the Duvan Zapata goal where he turns the lit inside out, Check it out. It's a fantastic yeah. goal. Um, the difference here to me was the defense for Atalanta. Maria Demoral had a point to prove, and he played fantastic in this game. <laughs> Turkish. Yeah. Demoral played great. Jumisti and Toloi, they all played fantastic there. That's defense wins you championships. I'm not saying defense is going to win Atalanta championship. Well, well that's a, finally they get a clean sheet, actually. That's right? good for them. A that's team that huge. doesn't do it often. Yeah. So... Good for them. Uh, moving on to the final game on Saturday. Inter taking care of business against a Venezia side. Two nil victors here. Yeah. What do we got to think here, Jules? I mean, this is a routine Inter victory. Uh, they completely dominated. Venezia, they didn't, sure did. Venezia didn't have an answer. Created nothing. Di Marco was fantastic. A guy that needs to be looked at in the squad. Once again, we keep talking about the Zuri squad. Teams that Players that are left out. Darmian, unfortunately, getting injured. In this game, he's been terrific so far Bastoni, this season. Bastoni, great game. Bastoni, yeah, terrific. Terrific game in the center of defense, which is not his typical position. Renocchi's nope. been filling in there uh, in recent times, but Bastoni getting charge of the center back, sorry, the uh, central position in the three-man defense, and he was outstanding. And that's what yeah. you want to see. Hakan Kalinoglu. That's your boy now. He's been revived another goal. Uh, this time it outside the Makes you happy, 18. doesn't it? It does. I mean, he's... This is what I want to see. He's got to remove the I'm just a playmaker type of player. Yeah. He's got to and I, and this is what and he is doing it. He's running, he's going in hard to challenges. He's been yeah. like a Mazzala. That's what we need in this team and he's Yeah. I'm I wasn't too happy with the signing at the beginning of the year. He's swayed me now. Yeah. Very good signing uh by Marata who's been Morota, sorry, I should not Marata. Morata. Morota. Pepe, uh, who's been fantastic since he's come to Inter. He's, every signing he's yeah. brought in has been golden, so yeah. I shouldn't doubt him. But Inter, yeah, routine, routine win. They Big. got pieces guys can turn on one week, turn off the next. Everyone is a vital cog. and They have a team of 11 players. That's why they're so good. There's no passengers in this team. Nope. They're fantastic. Special shout-out to Sergio Romero. Played a fantastic game. Could have been a lot worse. wasn't for him. Yeah, another. He's been excellent. He's since, been excellent since he came back. Since he's come. Yeah, and then uh, moving on to the next game. Udinese Genoa 0-0. Shevchenko gets his first point. First point you could have slept in for this game if you were watching oh, the sure game. <laughs> in Canada at 6.30. But, yeah, just uh, 
uneventful game. Not much happened. The one thing there. I will say, Genoa looked very organized in the back. Yeah. That was the first time in a long time that they looked organized in the back. Yeah. this I can't remember the last time they kept the clean sheet. So Yeah. That's huge. It is huge. That's huge for them. They're still in the relegation zone, but a uh, huge point for them. Bologna leaving it late against Spezia on an Arnautovic penalty. Yeah. Mihailovic saying he wasn't. You know, happy about the three points, but not completely happy with the performance of the players. But you know what? You got to take points when you can. And Skrupski playing a huge part in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Nenzola, <clears throat> that was the difference. In the wall, he, on a free kick, he <laughs> raises his arm to cover his face. And it was a bad penalty to take. Amateurish. And that, that was the difference. So Bologna playing solid, but needing a bit of help. Uh, with some carelessness by Nazola to get over the line. Yeah. Moving on to another upset, <clears throat> Sassuolo running rampant. And I'm just going to say this real quickly. Go for it. This is your trident for your national team right here. I, I said it tonight at soccer. I'd run with Raspadori, Scamacca, Berardi all day. Mm-hmm. They the, looked phenomenal. And there's people, there's critics out there that are saying these guys aren't good enough because of the team they're on. Look what they did to AC Milan. Look what they did to them. Yeah. Picked them apart. What more can you say about Gianluca Scamacca? What more can you say about Domenico Barardi? Seven goals, by the way, for Domenico Barardi in Serie A this year. Giacomo Raspadori doesn't need to get on the score sheet. They're, he doesn't need to get on the score sheet to show how effective of a player he is. But he's fantastic on the wing there. There's no question about it. Domenico Barardi is the most talented, best Italian player we have at the moment. Yes. He scored a Messi-esque goal. In, in the uh, tie, dribbling through, uh, I think it was Romagnoli, sat him down. Yep. <clears throat> Scamacca scoring the rocket. Oh, that was a beautiful goal. You need to see that goal, people. This this is the guy we're looking for. I mean, if you want to look at the result and you analyze the goals, Milan, they didn't do enough to win the game. Sassuolo won because of individual brilliance at the end of the day. It's not because they played, I'd say, too great. Milan That's, had some really poor performances. They, though. they have. They have. The, the poor performances are coming in ever since that uh, that Inter game. Yeah. I like mean. Alessandro <coughs> Florenzi looks like he looks he's horrendous. Not, these are the signings I don't understand. Horrendous. Guys like Florenzi getting into the top teams. But, I mean, Milan, the, that's the one thing they could take. They lost because of individual brilliance at the end of the day. Yeah. So, it's not, once again, it's not terrible. It, it's, it sucks that they lost three points, of course, for the title race of Pitts Inter now a point behind them. They no longer control their destiny, kind of. Now Inter, you know, they just have to play them and beat them, and Inter can jump them, right? So now the pressure's on. They're going to feel Inter breathing down their neck. Yeah. Same with Atalanta. Atalanta's not too far behind as well. So uh, Milan have to be careful. Pioli has to get it right. He just signed his three-year extension, I think. He- He's got to stabilize this, this dip because it could turn bad pretty quick with Roma and Atalanta and Inter all on form right now. So... Milan losing 3-1. Anything. Manian was back in this game. I wanted to say, actually, Junior Macias, he, uh, I'm so happy for him. He scored in the game against Atletico Madrid. I believe in that guy so much. Yeah. I'm happy he was able to score story. in the Atletico game. He's a phenomenal player. Yeah. But what what did you think about uh, Milan here in this upset? Well, they're in this dip. The amount of injuries they've had on the team, it was a matter of time before this was going to happen. They couldn't keep going this way. But uh, I think uh, I think once they get all their once they get all their players back, they'll they'll be okay. It's not the end of the world that they lost this game. Um, it, it it does hurt, 
if you're a Milan fan, for sure. But it's not the end of the world. It's the way they lost. I wouldn't be too worried. It sucks that they didn't show, they didn't show the drive to win. The energy wasn't there. But purely, you have to question too the tactics he picked. Bakioko, Ismail Banayasir. He picked uh, Florenzi, Salamakers, and Bakioko on one side of the field. The obvious weakness there. I don't rate those three guys. That's a that's a poor right side of the field and. <clears throat> they Sassuolo kept attacking through that side. They didn't show up. I don't know if this team is capable of playing two games a week. Well, Pioli says they are. This team was built to play two games a week. Uh, That's what he said. Doesn't look like it to me. Doesn't look like it to me. But we'll find out. We'll find out a little more. You know, let's see how they bounce back from it. Um, but uh, we'll see. But anyways, great win from uh, Sassuolo there. Huge three points for them. Yeah. We have another upset here in the next match. You want to call it an upset? <laughs> <laughs> Matarino, Stadio Olimpico, Christian, bring Roma. us to this game. What Roma this winning game? one nothing. This is a Jose Mourinho-style win. But what what did you like? They switch up the tactics here. A couple of things I like here. He had Nicolo Zaniolo playing side-by-side with Tammy Abraham. So where Eldor plays, that's where Zaniolo's filled in. He actually, I think he played really well. Tammy Abraham scores again. So now he's got four goals to the season in City Ave, which is great. Ten million a goal. Confidence is coming up. Confidence is coming up. He's still he's still a ways to. If he can keep this up, okay. You know, I'm gonna I'll slowly start to accept him for who he is. But uh, you can tell he's uh, he's really buying into the Roma stuff. I mean, he's out there. He's singing the anthem. Yeah, that's it. you got to give him that. He's. He wants to. Sh- he he wants, wants to be a Roman. He wants to be a Roman. So you know, I'll, I'll give that to him. He's got the hair cut too. Yeah, the Roman haircut. Yeah. Uh, big loss early on in the game. Lorenzo Pellegrini didn't do much training. Mourinho that st- knee still wanted to play him. I mean, we have, Roma's got injury problems. It's like uh, Brian Cristante out with COVID nineteen. But uh, Jordan Vertu hurt. Thank God. Because he's been a disaster. But, but Pellegrini, that's yeah. So forced to play Pellegrini, and uh, you know Pellegrini goes out in the first ten fifteen minutes, which is it hurts. But uh, Carlos Perez came in. Tactics changed a little bit. They played good. Uh, I think the big difference has been Chris Smalling at the back now. What a difference that that guy makes. Uh, Mancini and Ibanya, they're so much more calm. And organized back there, and I think it's the veteran presence of Chris Smalling. I, 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 I'm so glad he's finally healthy. The guy hasn't been healthy for a season, a season and a half almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, a very good Roma performance today. One nothing, typical Jose Mourinho style, keeping a clean sheet. They got to be confident now. They've won three in a row. We say we say typical Mourinho style, but if you look the way the whole season's gone for Roma, he's more so implemented an attacking style of play yeah, but since he's come in. This this, t- this look, game was really tight. But if you look at the stats in this game compared to other games, like Roma has the highest XG, for instance, in the yeah. league. So they play a very high-octane attacking brand. Yeah. But if you look but at the stats... But shockingly in, enough, yeah. shockingly enough, Roma is the third best in goals against in, this, in the league. It goes Napoli, Inter, Roma. Like, that is... As much, as much as we've conceded, that's... That's strange, yeah. It's strange, right? But uh, but let me read the stats here. Because Roma, usually they've been dominating their opponents. But you look at Torino. 591 passes Torino completed. Can you take a guess at how much Roma completed this game? 273. Yeah, half that. 
They sat back. 273. They, they sat, sat back. back. They sat back this game. They 50% of their passes were long balls. Okay. Yeah, they sat back. So right up to the strikers. They barely did no any short passes, barely played possession. They sat back. But it's completely different from what Mourinho has been implementing all season. But I think it's because oh, Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho and he, I'll give him credit for this. He knows Ivan Juric is a counterattacking coach. Organized. Give him the ball. See what happens. But he changed the formation too. I think Mourinho now is starting to... Like he now he's starting to go back to his old ways, defense first. Yeah, I think that's what he wants to do because they look more solid. Yes, they're grinding it they out. Didn't, they didn't create much, but they grinded it out. Torino yeah. uh, for all the ball possession they had, this they didn't do anything. Torino, yeah. they did nothing. They uh, gave him the ball. Roma completely controlled the game. I think that's the way Mourinho likes to play. Oh, for sure. And for me, Roma looks better playing this way. They do look a lot better because they don't. They're not as exposed, right? Exactly, as opposed to. Attacking teams. Yeah. I like the two men up front, Zaniolo and Abraham. It helps. It makes a huge difference. It's interesting. Um, it's an interesting front too, as well. Yeah. It's yeah. It is an interesting. Up. There's nothing in the league like it. No. Tammy Abraham and Zaniolo, what they both bring. I just gotta say, I'm I, I'm I'm impressed. I'm happy as a Romanista. But Roma, one nil. I'd say, convincing win. Yeah. I, I was impressed. This was, I think, one of their better their games. Better games. And then moving on to a <clears throat> fantastic. Another team here. that was another team that was convincing. Yes, Napoli, smacking around those Laziale for nothing. My yeah, God, unbelievable Aussie man out as we know because of his facial fractures. Dries Mertens given the striker position in a front three, and he just went off. He My did. God, people got to watch the goals he scored. Yeah, they were filthy. They oh were just filthy. goodness, where has this guy been the last season and a little bit? I mean. This is the Dries Mertens we've been missing for a while. Yeah, and the funny thing is this is the prima donna group up top. This is Insigne, Lozano, Dries Mertens. This is the clique on Napoli. That This is the group that loves each other, the prima donnas. And, hey, they showed up to play today. They got what they wanted. But the other guy that's been on fire for Napoli as of late is Piotr Zelensky, man. Holy yeah, cow. Another, this guy's chipping goal. in goal here. A goal, a game, a goal, he's getting a goal a game almost. Fabian Ruiz, another fantastic. goal at the 18. This this is a amazing performance, rebound performance after the Inter loss, after the midweek loss to Spartak Moscow. Also on the highlights here, big save by David Ospina. Yes, off stopped the, the rocket. I think from it was Milinkovic Savage. Yeah. Holy shit! Top corner. We said, the Fosu <laughs> Football Radio said, man, give us the money. <laughs> we said best goalie in City at. Yeah. You gotta watch that highlight. That's on the highlight reel for sure. That he stopped. It was a rocket, and yeah. it was going in. And, and he look, stopped it. the worst player in the game, Luis Felipe Ramos, who's gonna be an Italian citizen soon. No fucking <laughs> Playing way. Playing for the Nazionale. So. Stay there. Stay. Stay. Stay in Lazio. But th- this was a game of Scudetto contenders. Well, they finally. <laughs> Took advantage of a Milan. They finally took advantage. Oh, that's that's what they got to do. So now they've they've separated themselves from the pack a little bit. They've given themselves a little bit of a cushion because now they can afford to lose a game and kind of still hold it with goal differential. But this was an important victory against a big team, and Napoli finally did it. They yes. finally did it. And like we said, how do you manage the dips, back to back losses, and you come out with a win like that? That's gonna give this team so much confidence headed into their next. Uh, Round of fixtures. That's right. And that sums up match day 14. Let's get into match day 15. Yes. Do a quick rundown of what's going to happen there. 
Yeah, there's nothing really <clears throat> big in the in the in this midweek. So yeah, midweek is always. But mid-week. the weekend there is a massive, massive game. Yeah, so we're gonna run through. But we're let's gonna talk run about through the midweek. Both. We're gonna run through both weeks. I think we're gonna kill each other by the time we get to the both weekend. Rounds. So, um, anyways, first game: Atalanta Venezia. I think Atalanta should steamroll Venezia. I think so. I think Atalanta continues. <clears throat> Fiorentina Sampdoria. And I believe Atalanta's at home too. So yeah, they are. So. Fiorentina, Sampdoria. I mean, Sampdoria riding high. Fiorentina, oh, what a what a terrible loss. But again, I don't think Fiorentina drops two in a row here. And I think yeah. so. I think Fiorentina's and they're at home, so I think Fiorentina's gonna be really pissed off. They dropped the game to Empoli, and they're gonna make an example of Sampdoria. I'm so, gonna call a draw here for me. All right. Uh, if this is a, this is if you want to get out of a dip, if you're Juve, this is the team to do it against. Juve paying a visit to Salerno, playing Salernitana. My God, if they don't win this game, Giuliano. If they don't get a goal here. <laughs> no, but Ju- Juve has to win. Juve should win that game. Hellas Verona hosting Cagliari. This is the team you This is a bounce back game for Hellas Verona, I think. Verona at home. Cagliari are di- a di- disaster. Yeah, Cagliari. Can't even beat Salernitana for no. Christ's sake. No. So. Hellas Verona win. Hellas Verona. Inter hosting Spezia. Tiago Motta going against his former team. I think Inter's way too good for Spezia, and I think they're going to annihilate them off the field. Yeah. Bologna hosting Roma. Could be a tricky game for Roma. No, I think with the way we're playing. It could be. Midweek, Mourinho always complaining about not having enough players. Is he going to rotate? Are you guys going to be tired for your big game against Inter? What's going to happen? So... Mourinho's got some stuff to think about. You know he's going to be thinking about Inter. He's going to be thinking about Inter. Club. That's a huge game for him. So, but at the same time, top four is the priority. You're on a roll. You got to win this game. Do not let this slip. Do not pull another. Do not pull another Venezia. Draw. No. <laughs> Roma win for me. Thank Next game. Much. Another former player going against his former team. Yes. Genoa hosting Milan. Well, if you're Genoa, you kind of want to play Milan right now. I would. Genoa looking more solid defensively. Like you said, Milan... Have in a dip, not playing good. <laughs> Do you think there's an upset here in the in the making? Me not going to drop more points. You Possibly. think? I'm going to call a draw. I want to, but Milan. This is what happened last year. Napoli and Milan were first, I think, up until round 16, 17, and then they both fell right off and inter yeah. ran away with the league. Uh, I think I do think it's going to happen to Milan again. I think they're going to fall off, not out of top four, but. I'm going to take a Milan win. They got a rebound here. This is probably the biggest game of the midweek. Sassuolo hosting Napoli. Please, Sassuolo. But they're not going to beat two. They're not going to beat. And if they do? They're not going to beat the second place team in Milan and then the first place team. No way. I would love to see Scamacca go off against Napoli. I think we're going to see it. Sassuolo win for me. Sassuolo is going to do it. Dries Mertens. Another two goals here. Okay, so you're saying Napoli. I'm yeah, saying Napoli for me. Torino hosting Empoli. Interesting game. Two two stubborn teams, but for me, this game has a draw written all over it. Yep, draw for me too. And Lazio hosting Udine. Another interesting game. I think these teams are pretty even. Uh, but Lazio, this is a game Lazio wins. You know they're going to they're gonna pull yeah, something Jekyll's out Yeah, Jekyll's going to show up for this yeah. one. So Lazio win for me. That's match day 15. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, there's nothing. But Sassuolo is the big game in that. Sassuolo uh, Napoli is the big game to look out for there. Well, let's move on to 16. And you just feel, I just feel bad for the Seahorses in Salernitana because now they're paying a visit to oh, Milan. They're finite. They're, they are finite. If they can pick up a point, 
they should be happy. This is a rough, rough week for them. Yeah. I think so Milan's I'm gonna, gonna take a Milan win as they go up to the San Siro. Here's the big game. The Tifosi Football Radio Derby here. This is the big game. Roma here. hosting Inter. Yes, a, a stadium where Inter struggles to get points, but Roma and Roma thrives. Roma thrives, but Roma has been struggling against Inter of late in this fixture. They haven't won too many of them. Neither's Inter. No, they end up in draws quite a bit. Yeah. But what do we think? Mourinho is going to be hosting his former club. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big game. They're on a high. They won their conference game, so they're on a, they're <laughs> on a high. Roma. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think? What do we think is gonna happen? What do we think Roma is gonna bring to the table here? Well, how do they approach this game? What a statement this would be to beat Inter. What defending, a statement! Defending this champions. Yeah, this would be a huge statement. This is. This, I think this is this is a season-defining game for Roma. I think if top four is possible, we desperately need a victory in a game like this. And uh, I think Jose Mourinho is going to put all his marbles into this game. If this is the team that he, if this is the team that's to beat, that then Jose Mourinho is going to beat them. I think so. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that defense handles the the tandem of Tammy Abraham and wh- whether it's El Dorado or Zaniolo. Um, I think he found his thing, and you know he's going to stick with Zaniolo and Tammy. Tammy yeah, so it'll be interesting to see former Inter youth product Nicolo Zaniolo, how he goes up against uh, Bastoni, how he goes up against uh, that back three there. Um, I think the cameraman's going to be a little bit busier than he <laughs> usually is, Samir Handanovic. Uh, I think Rui Patricio has got the edge on Samir Handanovic, to be honest with you. It'll be interesting to see how the two back threes play. So... You got one led by Smalling, one led by Bastoni. That'll be cool. <laughs> no comparison there. <laughs> um, it's essentially, it's going to be a interesting game. I think this game, to be honest, has got draw written all over it. But I'm going to take a Roma win here. I think if Roma are going to clinch top four, this is going to be the game that gets them into top four. This is going to be the game that makes them finish top four. And we're going to talk about the, this victory over Inter. So... For me, Roma win this game. Yeah, it would do a lot for their confidence. I, I would just say, for me, the game in the midfield is won by Inter, hands down. No, no comparison yeah. there. Inter's Bet got it, the midfield, especially on with the injuries. And Zach goes out there to prove a point too. Yeah, so you're gonna look. Mourinho's gonna have to find a way to either win the midfield battle or completely uh, just bypass it. And the only way you can do that is if you're gonna be using your wings now. This is where it's going to be interesting. We lost one of our best wingers in Darmian. So that leaves us with uh, Perisic, who's been pretty good. The Perisic-Karsdor battle. Then you're going to have, on the other wing, either Dumfries or D'Ambrosio. I'm against El Sharawi. Against El Sharawi. I'm going to assume Dumfries because Dumfries is more athletic. He can get up and down, get behind El Sharawi, cause more trouble. <clears throat> so that's where it's going to be interesting. And it's going to be interesting as well. Inter like to play with the front too. How you guys deal with either the combination of Lataro. It's going to be either Lautaro, Correa, or Jacko. One of the, you know, one of those three are going to be yeah. combined together. It'll be interesting to see what Simone Inzaghi does. I think defensively, Inter two, Divrai is injured with a hamstring injury, so if he's going to stick with Bastoni in the center back position, or are you going to bring Ranocchi again in? Um, and you, how are you going to utilize Di Marco? He might again slot him back in the back three because they did pretty good against uh, yeah. Venezia, so. Di Marco, Bastoni, Screeners, obviously a shoe in. So those battles would be interesting. I think Inter will be able to handle the Roma attack. I don't think they're going to 
have too much trouble. They can always get behind Pedisic. You can always get him behind him. So that Rick mm-hmm. Karsdorp, if there's going to be anything, that's where I think the creativeness of Roma is going to thrive is on that right side of the field. But I think Inter should nullify, and I will pick a low 1-0-1. All right. So or a draw. But it's going to be a very tight game. I think the Roma yeah. crowd is going to... They always are. Make this an electrifying game. Oh, one will. of the games of the season, I think, we're going to see. We'll see. And then going from one massive game to another, Napoli hosting Atalanta. What do we think here? This is two teams on on form. Atalanta beating Juve recently. Well, Napoli just smashing give. Lazio. Something's got to give. What's going to give here? Napoli's going to give. I don't think Napoli could stay consistent. So you say you don't believe in, in Napoli, their run. And you said you didn't believe in Atalanta's run now. No. So is Atalanta coming back? Who do you believe more now? <laughs> That's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I believe in Atalanta more. Atalanta's won the Atalanta's claimed more scalps this year than Napoli has. Napoli doesn't do anything in the big games. Atalanta's done very well in the big games. So for me, Atalanta's going to win this game. Atalanta. I think Atalanta, if I'm not mistaken, are on an eight-game undefeated streak in Serie A, if I'm not mistaken. They look good. They do look good. Um, the fall of Atalanta, it's still not there. <laughs> Atalanta have not lost in the last three fixtures against Napoli. There's always goals in this in this fixture. Um, I don't know what to expect. It's going to be... It is going to be interesting. Fixture. I think Atalanta, though, I agree. I think they're going to edge it out on Napoli. I'm not convinced by Napoli 100% either. Nope. I thought Ozyman... I was surprised Mertens the way he came out. I, was, I really thought Ozyman being injured was really going to put a damper on them. But can Mertens do it back Can he back? do it again? The goals he scored were ridiculous. Can You You can't score like that week in, week out. Nope. So you got to start. You got to score the goals, the tapping goals, the the team-style goals. You can't rely on wonder goals. I remember, he played, against, he played against a back four that yeah. was terrible yeah. today, right? Exactly. I don't think Demarel, Taloy, and Jamisti exactly. are going to play exactly. terrible. Like, as beautiful as those goals look on the highlight reel, you're not doing those week in, week out. Nope. So... And they scored, I think, three goals outside the 18 in that game. I think so. Pepperena, he's not as quick as Musso. Musso's not, Musso's not going to be conceding Musso's goals outside the 18 like that. So, Napoli, for, what I'm trying to say is Napoli's going to have to create something more than these wonder goals. Because yeah. you're not going to beat Atalanta like that. You're going to have to outrun them, out-tackle, get in the box, get physical. But I think Atalanta have that edge over Napoli in that respect. So, for me, Atalanta, I think... And they just have more weapons coming off the bench. Yeah, they do. Once Mertens is gone, who's coming on? Patania. There's nobody. The Patate. Yeah. And there's really no forward after that. No. Nope. It's really goal scoring. You have Zelensky popping in the goals. Fabian Ruiz yep. pops in the goals, yes. Insigne, for me, is still not. Nope. He doesn't know how to take over a game. Nope. He can take over a game against the weaker opponents. He doesn't do it against the big opponents. It's not believe for me, yes. They have a lot of question marks still. Oh, yeah. And I agree. I think so. For me, Atalanta. So both time to take Should Atalanta. Should get the big one here. Then Sunday morning, you can sleep in. Bologna hosting Fiorentina. <laughs> well, it's a big game. Well, I know both teams are hunting for European football. They're still they're just hang, they're just hovering around that seventh place. So that's why that's spot. why it's a big game. So what do we think here? Well, I think I took Napoli to win, or I took Fiorentina to win in the midweek. They don't do anything back to back, so they're probably going to drop points here. So I'm going to say tie. Actually, I have, I agree. I think Fiorentina are going to drop. I think this is Fiorentina's dip. That loss was huge. Yeah. I think they're going to draw midweek, and they're going to draw or lose again here. All right. And uh, 
it's going to get interesting for Vincenzo Italiano now. Oh, big time. Big time. Next game, Spezia Sassuolo. Spezia Sassuolo. Yep. It's uh it's going to be a wide open game, I'll tell you that much. Between oh, yeah. these two teams, none like to play defense. Sassuolo though should edge. I want oh, yeah, to I just want to keep seeing Scamacca, Berardi and Aspidori go off. That's all I yeah, want to see. I want to see them go off. I want this team to thrive just for that. Exactly. That's what I want to see. So yeah. Sassuolo win. Venezia hosting Verona. In Venezia. This is a derby, man. Yeah, they're close enough to be a derby. This yeah. is a derby. A lot of people, a lot of Venetians are Verona fans. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah. It's Apparently Venezia, they're just a tourist team. <laughs> if you ask yeah, our good a, friend John Solano. It's it's uh they're close enough to be a derby. I, it's Venezia plays a solid defensive game, but I think Verona from what we've seen, they should be good enough to I think it was a blip. Yeah, I think Verona's gonna smash them. And I think they should continue they should yeah. pick up where they left off. Exactly. And then interesting game here. Sampdoria hosting Lazio. Candreva going back to a former team no, here. This is where Hyde shows up. You think they lose? Yep. Sampdoria for the win for me. Do you want to continue seeing Pepe Reina or Netter, or do you think Strakosha, it's time he comes in? Mm, I don't know. We've seen Strakosha a few times this season. He's been a disaster. <laughs> so I think you got to stick it out with Pepe Reina, and then you got to figure out your goalkeeper situation next year or in the, in the winter market. I think Strakosha is finite. Confidence, zero. So, so who wins this game? Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Yeah. Another game here. Shava. Playing Juve. Genoa My playing God, what a time to come in for Genoa. Genoa, no wins in 11 games for them. In their last 11. They're on a rotten streak. But they got a draw on the weekend. Head-to-head, uh, Juve's won their last five games. Juve's without a clean sheet, though, in this fixture in their last seven. So Genoa does get goals in this fixture. Uh, they're known to give Juve scares but they never get it across the line do we think no. Sheva can get this Juve and get three points over them this if time he does, a Juve that's if he struggling does, Allegri's gone. If he does, you think Allegri gets fired if he does if 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 Genoa wins this game Allegri's finite that's it there's you if you're Juventus you shouldn't be losing this game you should not be losing this game to Genoa this is, a, this is a team that's sitting in 18th place. Yes, they look better. They look more organized. But at the end of the day, this is the 18th place team in City. Ah, you should smash them. And you're at home too. Question is, who's going to score? That is the question. Your boy Kies is out now for Juve. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be relying on Dybala, Fis, Fit, Morata. Yeah. <clears throat> and that back three is playing really good for Genoa. So They are. It's... The old Barez, Andrea Maziello, he was a horse when Body was in Serie yeah. You know what? I Every time I keep saying Juve's going to win, they lose and drop points, so I'm going to pick Juve win here. Yeah, I, <laughs> well, I'm going to pick a Juve win because if they lose this game, fuck. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, anyways, Empoli, Udinese. Tricky, what tricky think? game. What do we think? Two stubborn teams. Empoli's at home. Udinese just, they, I don't know, they just, it's like they don't lose. But they don't win at the same time. Yeah, they're on the road. They're just a mid-table stubborn team. They're yeah. they're very similar teams. This is a game that's got draw for me. Yeah, I agree. Draw, hundred percent. There's nothing really outstanding between the two teams. Maybe oh. Beto for the They have the better, I'd say, striker. But Pinamonte has been excellent too. So yeah. that 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 will be interesting to see who 
comes out better between those two, Beto or Pinamonte, for yeah. their respective teams. But I'll, I'm going to say a draw in the end. And the final game, Walter Mazzari hosting his former team, Torino. Yeah, that's correct. What do you think after you saw Torino? Do they have enough to beat Cagliari? How many games has Torino won on the road this year? I think just one, if any. They're terrible on the road. Yeah, they're not They're not good. They're and Ivan Juric uh, saying yeah, pretty much the same. They got to change something. They're not looking they're good. They're terrible on the road. But you're going up against the worst team in the Serie A. Second worst team. Salernitana is worse. They're just as bad, I think. Just as bad. Well, that's a tough one. I mean, Cali, they need they need a they need a revival here. They need a shock to the system. And they uh, are. They're they're one of two teams with only one victory in City. Ah, Genoa was the other one. Only one win in uh, fourteen. It's horrendous. Second worst defense tied with Salernitana. If you're from, from Cali and you follow Icastedu, I feel really bad for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't. At the same time, I don't know if Torino can can get it together. I mean, if you want to, if you want to break your duck on the road, this is the team to do it. Yeah, against. it is. Guys like Simone Zaza got to wake up. Balotti's hurt. Uh, Balotti's just skeef. He is skeef. He's been terrible. Uh, you know what? I think maybe Sanabria can chip in, but Pavoletti. I mean, Pavoletti's now starting to score all of a sudden. So I don't know. I'm gonna pick a Torino win just based off form and where they're on the table compared to Cagliari. I just don't see Cagliari. No, they very well could. But I think Cagliari could win this game. If Torino wins, it's gonna be off a corner like Bremer. It yeah. seems like their their strikers don't win them games. Torino, it's actually no. their defenders and midfielders. Right. If they show up, they'll win a game because their strikers are useless yeah. for Torino. Well, to keep things interesting, I'm gonna take Cagliari. Sounds good. So that wraps up round fifteen. Sixteen. 16, sorry, that's yeah. correct. Round 16 on the weekend. Yes. Um, also, before we go, uh, for our Canadian Premier League fans, the Canadian Premier League final is next Sunday at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Forge FC hosting in their third consecutive CPL final. They've been in every final since the league's been in existence, and they'll be hosting Pacific FC, who are in their first final since the league came into formation. So, Look out for a fantastic game next Sunday. It goes in the afternoon. And not only is Tim Hortons Field hosting the CPL final, but Tim Hortons Field will be hosting the Canada-USA game. It is official January 30th. Tim Hortons Field for all you Canadian soccer fans out there. Bundle up. Get your tickets. And and support support this nation. Support these guys. They're going to need it. It is going to be a deep freeze, but what a game it's going to be. And we're going to need it when it's going to get knocked out. So oh, please, don't We need say someone that. to don't get in Don't say there. that. Because I can't go it's another not, four years. No, it's not that. We're, we're, both teams are going to be there. Both teams are going to be there. Thank you for listening. Until next time, ciao ragazzi. Ciao ragazzi. Forza Inter.